Welcome to the What About Therapy podcast. What about therapy? Hey everyone, I'm Isaac. And I'm Enoch. You're listening to the What About Therapy podcast, where we talk about the what and the why about everything in therapy, whether that be addictions, self-improvement, mental health, anything mental health. We're here for you. So today we're talking about anger and what it is, why can you get angry. We're also going to be talking about Star. Shout out to PG Cares for this. Austin and I have done an episode on this a while ago on Star and how it can help you. It's an acronym to help you with your anger management. And it's really cool. And so you can be a star too. So hopefully after this episode, you're going to be literally glowing like a star because your anger management, your anger is now gone. Right. And I'm also going to be pushing Enix buttons today, trying to make him angry. Ooh. I'm just kidding. Let's see. <laughs> I don't think it'd be possible. We, uh, Isaac and I both, back in high school, had crazy hardcore anger issues. Oh, yeah. So this is something we know a lot about. I mean, we would play video games together a lot. We've talked about that a little yeah. bit. And that's a way we bonded quite a bit. That and sports. But both yeah. of those things, we'd get so mad. So and same ticked. with our younger brothers well younger brother one of them was like really chill yeah the, the other one would sit in his room we'd chill. hear him smashing on his glass desk and it was like gonna break <laughs> and just screaming it never, it never did though never broke what a sturdy desk maybe we should ask them to sponsor this shout episode. out walmart walmart glass desks <laughs> but um i think anger management and learning about how we can control anger is super beneficial for everyone listening whether you know that you have a quote-unquote long fuse which i know a lot of people do there's still a breaking point for everyone where they're bound to get angry yeah and today we hope we can share a couple tips and tricks to help you manage anger and to kind of focus in on what's making you angry and addressing that instead of throwing things out like your brain wants to do and making things worse So first, let's address the difference between anger and aggression. First of all, anger is not necessarily a bad thing. Anger is an emotion. If you've seen Inside Out, anger is one of the emotions that's necessary. Sometimes he he takes the panel, you know, when he needs to let out some steam. Um, it's, It's necessary. Now, aggression is how we act out in anger. And aggression tends to be not very helpful and can be harmful to other people. And so ideally, we want to be able to learn how to control our anger in a healthy way so we can let out our anger, which is healthy, in a way that's not harmful to first ourselves and second to others, because that's not very helpful or very fun. Yeah. And I like what Enoch said, you have to feel the anger as well. You have to work through the emotion because it is an emotion. It's just how you do that, which determines if it's it's healthy or unhealthy way of feeling anger. But there's healthy ways of feeling anger. Hopefully we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So I think um, first a great way to get out anger is to vent. We all know venting, right? Venting, gossiping, whatever it is. It's not gossiping, it's venting. Difference. Um, it's actually <laughs> it's actually really healthy for you to get it out in a venting sort of way and just talk about it. Now, of course, if all you do is slander other people's names, um, it's not very helpful, but psycholo- psychologically, it's actually, <laughs> it 
it's actually helpful for your brain to talk crap on people sometimes, um, which is interesting. And we can talk about that a little later in, a, in another episode. Uh, we're not really talking about the brain stuff today, but it's actually really helpful. And so if you know someone that you are close to, someone that you can vent to and just talk about your problems with, please do it. If you don't have someone like that, find a mental health professional. I mean, go see, go see a therapist. Even if you do have someone to vent with, if this is, if you do have crazy anger issues, it's never a bad idea to go see a licensed professional. So go ahead, start venting, talk crap on some people. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And an important part you have to remember too about venting is there's a healthy way to do it. Like Enoch was saying, instead of just slandering people's names, there's a, there's a healthy way to do it in family therapy. I mean, a lot of what it is is putting the issues out on the table for everyone to see and to talk about it. Yeah. And one of the good ways of doing that is <coughs> um, obviously anger is an emotion. So you're feeling it. So you use, I feel statements. So I feel like blank. So yeah. you can say, I feel like Enoch is intentionally trying to hurt my feelings when he does this. Cause mm-hmm. that's how I'm feeling. Right. And like, and I feel like that makes me angry. Yeah. Cause that's how I'm feeling. Instead of just saying Enoch sucks and he just tries to make me angry all the time. Yeah. Because that's, you're just saying that as a fact instead of something that you're feeling. And yeah. so you can, there's healthy ways of venting to someone and you can use I feel statements to make sure you're in the range of healthy, like ways of venting and staying away from more gossipy and um, unhealthy ways. Like I still think you can find benefits in just letting it out, but there's yeah. more benefit in allowing yourself to say, I feel this way instead right. of just saying, this is just how it is. Yeah. Like just because something can be good for you psychologically, like let's say just full on venting, right? Start talking crap about people. So-and-so did this. So-and-so does that. I hate this people. I hate that person. Blah, blah, blah. There, It comes to the consequence. So you have to ask yourself, okay, this can really hurt this relationship that I'm in with either my coworker, my spouse, my family member, if all you do is talk crap about them, that can hurt your relationship. And you'll need a lot more work then to mend that. And so ask yourself if that's something that you want to go through, then by all means, go ahead. But I don't recommend it. (laughs) Don't just talk crap if there's going to be a lot of consequence behind it. Now, there are things like politics, like for example, President Trump and President Biden... I'm never going to meet them. A lot of people, most people will not meet them. And this is why people love to just talk politics and talk a lot of crap. Why do you feel good when you gossip? Because it feels good when you talk crap about people. Okay, there's so, there's a release of a lot of happy chemicals like serotonin. <laughs> <laughs> when you are able to get stuff out, it makes you feel good. And that's okay, but ask yourself, is this going to hurt any relationships that I'm currently in? And I think some, one of the reasons people love talking politics and getting in debates and stuff like that is the happy chemicals you get. But also, you don't know the person, like you said. Right. And so people assume, oh, there's no consequence in this. Right. But in the end, I believe there is consequence in it because it can make you very cynical when you're talking about certain things and just bring up emotions that aren't positive. So there's like a fine balance because yeah. I've seen... I mean, Enoch and I know people in our lives where all they do is talk politics. And every time you mention anything political, it's like a trigger word and it's just anger, just pure anger. 
Yeah. And there's no happy chemicals there. It's just, I'm going to destroy you. And <laughs> all of a sudden you're going to, ch- you're going to see what I see, you know? And yeah. so leading into what we're going to talk about, we just want you all to make sure that you are feeling the emotion. You're working through it in a healthy way. And hopefully this way, star that we share with you, you have to hold the R because there's two R, star. Um, hopefully this can give you some more insight on what a healthy way of coping with anger might look like. Yeah. So again, shout out to PG Cares and Guiding Good Choices. Austin and I did a internship last February. So not this 2023 February, but 2022 February. That's kind of crazy, actually. We did an internship then, and we also taught a parenting course, Guiding Good Choices. And in that, it's Guiding Good Choices is a parenting workshop to help parents understand their children, understand better tools and ways to be able to be better parents. And this acronym, STAR, is in the program. And this is a way to help parents deal with emotion. And it's not just for parents. This can be for the kids as well. But when your kid does something, or let's say your parent does something that really ticks you off and it makes you angry, this is something that you can lean back on if you memorize this acronym and go through each step, go through each letter as you start to feel these angry emotions. And remember, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing to feel anger. That's okay. It's healthy. It's normal. Feel it. Feel it all. But when we start saying, I hate you, mom and dad, or son, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's not very helpful, right? Right. So we can go through these emotions, process anger in a healthy way. So let's start with S, is stop. Stop and notice your anger symptoms. If a lot of the times when we're angry, it kind of overrides our brain, right? And it takes over, it takes over that panel like an inside out, and just goes full out. And rarely do we take time to just stop and recognize these symptoms that we're having. Is your face starting to feel really hot? Or your ears? Is Are you feeling pressure built up in your chest? Where do you feel anger? Where do these symptoms start when people start to really get under your skin? Yeah. I mean, I can share. I feel it in my ears. They get yeah. hot. I was telling Enoch earlier that, um, well, like we said earlier, we used to be very angry as teenagers with like games and all that stuff. But now it's pretty rare that I would see Enoch genuinely angry. And I feel like it's rare that I get genuinely angry. The last time I can remember I was angry was I was talking to a UVU counselor, my university, their (laughs) counselor, or uh, not a counselor, a uh, scholarship. Financial aid. Financial aid person. Yeah. And I work really hard to get good grades in school. And I talked to them. 4.0 student. I'm right a 4.0 student. Um, but I was talking to them about financial aid from the university. And they were pretty much saying like, no, I mean, we can't do anything for you. And I was like, how does that even make any sense? Is it worth maintaining a 4.0? And they're like, yeah, you should. I'm like, why? Yeah. And I said, if new students are getting scholarships, getting half tuition at least, what, what am I doing here after I've been here for over a year? Um, and they're just like, sorry, I can't do anything. I felt my ears getting so red and like burning (laughs) that I knew I had to leave or else I would just start throwing words around. 
And I was like, okay, thank you. I appreciate the help. And I left and I called my dad and vented for like an hour about how frustrated I was that I wasn't getting the financial aid that I thought I had earned. And it was frustrating. But I think stopping and realizing that I was angry prevented me from really throwing around some hurtful hurtful words to someone I didn't even know. Yeah. And so stopping can help save relationships sometimes, like with... Mm -hmm. Um, or conflicts in relationships, not relationships in general, but conflicts in them. And it can help you stop and then go and start working through the emotion. So that the second letter is our T, which is think. And it's think about what could happen if you lose control. And so that's super important. The only way to stop to think is to stop. Right. Because if we don't stop, then our brain just keeps going and it's rage mode, Hulk unlocked. I yep. mean, it's going crazy. <laughs> but if we can stop and then allow ourselves to think about what may happen, what will happen if I lose control and I start throwing around words at this person, you can oftentimes think, okay, like for my example, I don't know what this financial aid person is going through in their life. This is their job. And me throwing around words at them, like how will that benefit them in any way? How will that benefit me? Mm-hmm. I'll just feel bad afterwards and I might never see them again and I would just feel horrible. Yeah. So it's important to realize that there are consequences to your actions, to any action, good or bad. But oftentimes the bad ones are pretty immediate. Yeah. So we got stop, you got think. Now it's A, ask. Ask yourself what you really want to happen here. What's your whole point? What's the whole point of this conversation that you're having? So like in Isaac's situation, he's talking to this financial aid person and they're saying he's not going to be able to get scholarships. He has to pay full tuition as a 4.0 student. Then he starts to get really pissed off and starts to get really red ears, red face about to blow. So he needs to stop and think and then ask, what do I really want to happen here? Do I want to blow up on this poor student who's also just trying to make money and has a job and is just doing what she's told? And do I want to just... um do I want to leave this situation feeling worse than I already do? Or do I want to just stay level-headed and maybe I can push a little more, see if I can try and get financial aid or try and get a better understanding of what's happening here? Like, what do you want? Why are you talking to that person in the first place? And then try and steer the conversation that way or just just leave <laughs> if it's better for you to leave like an Isaac situation he just kind of walked out and left it's like whatever you know that's well, okay it was nicer it was thank you oh there and, you go and I left <laughs> thank you so he just left because in a way he asked himself what do I really want to happen here do I want to make this lady feel bad and see if I can try and get tuition by slandering her name and uh, slandering the school, you know, whatever it is. Or do I want to try and just maintain my integrity and leave? Yeah. Right. And I'm happy I did that. I'm happy with that situation because I went to someone I trusted and was able to let out that, that emotion and feel it and feel yeah. frustrated without harming someone in like verbal ways. Yeah. And that also helps me feel better. Like I feel like I would have felt bad, I would have harmed myself in a way because I would have felt so bad after 
if yeah. I had like slandered someone's name and just really run them through the mud. Yeah. Obviously, the situation's not ideal. Like you didn't get what you wanted. That sucks. Right. But you left it. It didn't get any worse. Right. And it did get better. Honestly, I was able to figure out more things and ask more questions when I had felt that emotion mm-hmm. and started to logically understand the why behind it yeah. instead of just seeing the surface level emotion. So we have STA. We have S-T-A. Stop, think, <laughs> ask. STA. Now we have the first R, one of two. Um, this one is reduce. So reduce the anger, breathe, and ground yourself. So everyone has different grounding techniques that may, may work for them. A lot of people find box breathing and other breathing techniques to help ground them, mm-hmm. to bring them back into reality. Enoch is a mindfulness coach, so he can talk more about that yes, if he uh... wants. But there are other skills. Like, for example, there's something I've been looking into more and we've been using at my job. It's called DBT skills, so dialectical behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And it's focused on sensory needs. And so you can have your body hone in on one sensory pretty much to help ground the others. It's pretty interesting. Um, But there are lots of other ways that you can find to ground yourself. I, for me personally, find breathing to be the most helpful. Yeah. Just stepping away and taking some deep breaths and just really letting my brain work through the emotion and realize in the grand scheme of things, in my life's whole span, how much will it really matter? Like this very moment of me being mad at this financial aid person. How grand is that event in my life? It's pretty small. And then it kind of puts things into perspective. You can ground yourself and then approach it like I did again and start asking questions again and figuring things out when you're in a better headspace. Yeah. I find breathing to be most helpful for me too. We've talked about this a lot in the past. Um, But especially when I'm talking with people who are working through addiction, specifically pornography addiction, when you have the urge to relapse, right? You have the urge to go look at porn or to uh, go take a hit of your vape, whatever it is you're, you're going through. One of the best things you can do is to ground yourself through breathing. Breathing's the easiest thing you can do, and it's always going to be there for you. If it's not there for you, then you're most likely dead. <laughs> but hey, if you're listening to this on the other side, go you. Good for you. You're breathing. Yeah, hopefully. you're great. Um, so breathing is always going to be there for you, and it's a really easy tool that you can use. Basic box breathing. I think I've done a one of our mindfulness um, episodes in the past. We did a box breathing exercise. But the basics on box breathing is you breathe in for three to four seconds, Generally, it's four seconds, then hold it for four seconds, exhale for four seconds, and then hold it for four seconds, and repeat. See how it makes a box? It's four different steps of breathing. So you inhale four seconds, hold it four seconds, exhale four seconds, hold it four seconds, and repeat that process. Now, as you go through this, as you start focusing on your breath whenever you have the urge to relapse, or in this case, whenever you start to feel angry, when you keep doing this over and over again, you'll find that your mind is actually going to start doing this automatically when you start feeling those symptoms. So every time you start feeling angry, every time your ears turn red, or even before that, because you know when it starts to come, you know, you start feeling really angry. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Start breathing. Start with deep breaths and focus on your breath. Okay. One of my favorite ones I like to do is take 10 breaths and you count them. And if you lose count, you start over. Count all the way to 10. So start doing this every time you have these symptoms. Now, at one point or another, your body will start doing this automatically. It'll start taking deep breaths and you'll find yourself focusing on your breath easier and more automatically when you start feeling the symptoms because you've been practicing them. It's been really cool. So like one time I was driving down the the road and I was just really mad for whatever reason. Road rage, as they would say. The classic road rage. rage. In Utah, it's just getting worse. Quick fact, Utah has the highest percentage of road rage incidents in the U.S. Wow. Like physical road rage incidents. Anyways, keep going. Good thing I haven't contributed to that (laughs) statistic yet. (laughs) Um, I was just really mad. But what I found is that I started to breathe more deeply and I started to count my breaths. And I started counting them. I realized like, why am I counting right now? Which is really cool. And I I was at like three or something. I was like, this is what am I doing? And I realized, oh, this is what I've actually been practicing for for a long time. (laughs) Mm-hmm. is this is situations like this and so you can train your mind to do things like that as long as you whenever you have that symptom start taking a breath and really focus on it and then you'll start to do it more automatically obviously it's not going to be perfect but it will help you create a buffer between your feeling and your response yeah it becomes your stress response yeah like there are healthy ways to deal with stress, but a lot of people have different stress responses, things that you've done out of habit that just becomes what you do when you, when you're stressed. For me, it was when I'm sleeping, it's a hard time for me to, sometimes it's hard for me to shut off my brain, but box breathing has allowed me to really get good sleep and start going to sleep faster. And I find that that's just how I breathe now when I'm going to bed. It's just box breathing Mm -hmm. unintentionally. And my, that's just become my stress response. Brain can't shut off. I get frustrated, maybe angry, and then instantly it's box breathing and I get knocked out. And so it's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. So the last R is reward. Reward yourself for keeping your cool. Now, if you have kids that are really annoying and you tend to lose your temper frequently and you catch yourself about to lose your temper and you don't, reward yourself, dude. Go, if you're a mom, go to a foot massage, go get your, go get a manicure, a pedicure, all the cures, go there or have a treat, go get a coffee, go, you know, whatever it is, reward yourself. You did a great job. So the first, I think the first four are the very, the most important, right? Stop, think, ask, reduce. And if you want, you can throw in another one there. Reward, reward yourself for doing that. Um, in Isaac's case, the reward for sleeping, he gets good sleep. That's reward in and of mm-hmm. itself. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think another thing to remember too, through those first four, not that reward isn't important, but the first four are, I think, most important, but that it's also not always linear. Yeah. Like the process isn't always going to be like that, like yeah, all four in the same order. It could be maybe you stop and then you're thinking and then you start asking, then you go back to thinking and then you have to stop yourself again. Cause you get mad. Like it's, it's yeah. going to go up and down in cycles. It's not just going to be this linear thing that, Oh, if I go through this phase every single time, it's just going to be magically fixed. My issues are just going to be 
totally fine and I won't get angry. Yeah. Um, but I think this last one, it is important to reward yourself or at least maybe a reward could be just congratulating yourself in your head. Like I did something good. That was awesome. I'm actually really happy with how I handled that instead of just seeing, okay, yeah, I did it. Good job. Me. Yeah. It's maybe just pondering about it a little bit, allowing yourself to reflect and be like, okay, what could I, what did I do? Well, what could I have done better? And then being able to work through that and go back and do it again. Because yeah. inevitably you're going to deal with that probably several times a day. Um, there are lots of triggers that some people face. Some people may face triggers hourly to get angry. Yep. I know people in my life that have a lot of triggers that can make them angry and they can work through this process a lot. And in those moments, it is important to reward yourself if you haven't lost your temp- temper all day. It's like, wow, yeah. that's a really big achievement. Yeah. So give yourself a pat on the back and some ice cream or something. Yeah, there you go. And then to ask yourself, if whatever it is is making you angry, do you have control over it? Are you playing League of Legends for 10 hours a day and it just makes you super angry? We used to. We used to. <laughs> when we were in high school and didn't have any responsibilities. It would, it'd make us really angry. Or playing Clash Royale. That's another one. I don't play it intentionally. I don't either, actually, because it makes me too mad. So ask yourself, do you have control over it? If you do, maybe you take a break from it, and maybe you stop it completely. If something's really ticking you off, it's probably not worth your own mental health (laughs) and your relationships with other people. So to sum it all up, you can become a star. With anger, remember, anger is not bad. It's normal. It's healthy. The way we manage it is really the biggest difference between people that have anger anger issues and those that don't. So, and remember, there's a difference between anger and aggression. You can be angry, but not aggressive. And that's great. Great summarization. I want to throw in Just going over it one more time. Pull out your pencils, your pens, your paper, your mental notes. Not if you're driving. Not if you're driving. If you're driving, (laughs) just, you know, really concentrate on what I'm I'm about to say here. We have stop, think, ask, reduce, reward. Star. Two R's. We (laughs) hope that these um, tips, this like process can help you in your attempts to become less of an angry person, maybe develop more patience and live a happier, healthier life. Because that's our goal here, to talk about things on the What About Therapy podcast, the what and why, and ways we can just become healthier people. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope that you have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Danny D, take us away. What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about therapy? What about, what about therapy? What about, what about therapy? Yeah. What about, what about therapy? 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 Yeah.